to you and to you you guys if i look crazy it's because it's so hot it's been so hot like scorching hot i don't even know what to do with myself like if i could just walk around naked and that be acceptable i would absolutely do that guys welcome to the melanated way i'm your host linda entry i'm so used to saying that from after buzz days let me just start all over welcome to the melanated way we're covering love and paradise season two episode eight and it's called I'm Coming Out. And I have a surprise. Guess who's making a debut again? I don't know who sings this song, but I just know it. So it's I'm coming out. I want the world to know. That's all I know. And it'll blah, let it go, I think. I'm coming out. I want the world to know. That's it. That's all I got, but it's called I'm Coming Out. <laughs> Welcome to the Melanated Way. On this episode, we are covering Love in Paradise, I'm Coming Out, Season 2, Episode 8. I think I want to I wanna, um, voice over a book with this, with my voice. You like it? <laughs> oh my god, I'm such a hot mess. Oh, is it Diana Ross? How do I not know that? Is it really Diana Ross, Crystal? Hey, Raydella. Hey, fam. Hey, fam. Linda's only fam. Let it be known, I called Vanessa. <laughs> That is 100% an inside Patreon joke, family. All right. Anyways, happy Friday. I hope you guys are all having an amazing Friday. Thanks for using. Thanks for using. Let's jump right into it, shall we? Valentine. It's really Valentine. You know, I'm really bad with names. I just want to throw that out there. I know one of you commented why I say Pedro and Chantel says Pedro and why does auntie say Pedro and Chantel says Pedro, whatever. If you know who I'm talking about, you know, I'll try to get better. I'll say that. I'll try to get better. When you said a surprise, I thought Carlos was gracing us with his presence. Dang. Linda's mic will do. Uh, you know, I like to do surprises, mostly on Patreon, though, Crystal. Okay, so, Valentine and Carlos. It's Carlos's birthday, so they're going to do a special dinner. And what is so interesting to me, and I want you guys to put this in perspective. So, Valentine's been in Colombia for less than a week, right? We find out later it's five days. Now, we've all watched 90 Day Fiance UK, and... In an hour and a half, those people stayed for a month. So can we put that in perspective? We're in episode eight, and Carlos has only been, or Valentine has only been with Carlos for five days. We get episode one of 90 Day Fiance UK, and they spent an, a month, and we got an hour and a half. Can you make that make sense? Anyways, they've been fighting all five days, but they're working through their issues, Valentine has planned a special surprise birthday party for Carlos at his favorite restaurant. And it was super cute. He had like this boat cake and it said in third person, Valentine loves you. Um, and then Valentine was like, you know, how do you say I love you? Happy birthday. And come on out. Come on out. Come on out of the closet. All in one. Um, and I think it's Vamos Aurora. And any of my Latina or Latino friends can correct me, but I think it's Vamos Aurora. Um, 
And so he's like, you know, this is just the beginning of a relationship. This is just the beginning of a beautiful future. Carlos starts crying because he feels completely loved. And, you know, he's been in the closet for all these years. And what what is he turning now, you guys? He was like 28, so must be 29 now or something like that. Um, so, you know, he's now just starting to feel himself and feel loved and appreciated for who he is as a person, right? So then the dancers come out. We only got a few, like 30 seconds of the dancers, but I wanted more of the dancers. Dancers come out with the drummers. And everyone starts dancing. Everyone's having a good time, including Carlos, right? And so we know from the club, he wasn't dancing. He was just feeling like, uncomfortable but here he was like dancing having a good time a lot of his friends ernesto victor and i say her name wrong yusenez were all there also uh janner his cousin was there to celebrate with him oh thank you laurie don't get discovery plus but live for these reviews girl it's all in the detailed notes it's all in the detailed notes Um, so dances are coming out, everyone's having a good time, and Valentine is really, really, really just happy. He's, he's having a moment because they've had so much drama these past five days. So tonight just means a lot that, that, um, valentine planned this for him that he loved on him that he included his friends and all the things and so tomorrow he's going to come out and he's going to come out um to his sister and we learn a lot about carlos in this episode and you know i don't know what that journey is like i don't know what that strife is like but I do know that it's got to be hard to feel like you can't live your true, authentic life. You know what I mean? And so, hey, Mandy. Hey, girl. Hey. Amanda says, I'm so glad Carlos got this moment of joy because I think the next part won't go so well. Girl, you are not wrong. You are not wrong. Uh, even through the screen, his sister's vibes were all negative vibes. I was sitting here thinking, oh my God, it's so hot, but it's so beautiful. We're so lucky to, you know, just have this beautiful weather. Can't really complain about anything. You know, there they are in Colombia, living their best lives and, you know, <clears throat> living the island lifestyle. And this woman comes out and just came out guns a-blazing, negative energy, just pew, 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 everywhere. Pew, pew. This girl walked in. And, uh, listen, I'm jumping ahead. But yes, Amanda, I feel you. I feel you. So I am so glad that he was able to have the night before because the following day was a hot mess. Pew, 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 pew. <laughs> so tomorrow's meeting with his sister. And, um, you know, he's reminding everyone that he comes from a small traditional town and his family can be very small-minded, and that's why his whole life he never came out of the closet. And so this will be the first time he's coming out of the closet to one of his nuclear family members. And not only that, introducing a boyfriend, right? So it's a big deal for him. Tomorrow's going to be a big deal for him. And meanwhile, his cousin Janner um, is worried for him. He's like, you know, look how they ostracized me. Look at how they've treated me. And I don't know if your sister's going to welcome you or not. I don't know if you're going to be shunned by her. And I'm worried for you. Um, because, you know, when I came out, no one in the family was understanding, including Carlos's sister. Which, you know, it's sad, you guys, because we're in 2022 and, and people are still having to deal with that type of stigma and and worry and concern. Like, I just can't imagine having that type of stress 
and living having to live that way because you feel like you're not going to be accepted by your own family right so um <clears throat> valentine wants to be supportive he's like you know i'm here whatever you need me to do i'm here for you i will follow your lead so whatever you want me to do i got you and meanwhile janner is having his own moment because he's reliving and replaying how the family you know, was so negative towards him and basically shunned him out of the family. And so um, Valentine really, like, supports him, puts his hand and arm over him and says, you know what, it's going to be okay, which I thought was really sweet. So then... It's next day. They're going out for to meet for lunch, meet the sister. But beforehand, they stop for coconuts. And if you guys have ever had fresh coconut water, it is so delicious. Not the not the like stuff you get in the glass or the you know the little paper coconut water, but like the fresh where the coconuts in front of you, they chop it up, pop a straw in it. Ooh, it's delicious. It's so good, you guys. Oh my god, it's so good. So they stop for coconut water. Um, And one of the things, you know, because I get distracted easily. One of the things that I was like, you know what? I have a feeling that his family has known that he's gay this whole time, but hasn't said anything. I really do because he's wearing these white shorts, you know, this uh, bandana around his neck. But then it was the black socks that got me and the black socks with the rainbows on it. Did y'all peep that? I mean, what straight dude is gonna is gonna dress like that, really, right? So I feel like his sister knew, and I think that's why his sister came in with such a shitty attitude. <laughs> um, so we also learned some sad things. So Carlos's mom uh, died eleven years ago. And his grandma died a year ago, and those two were the most important women in his life, and he was very close to them, and he loved them so, so very much. But one of the things he didn't do was come out to them, and he regrets not showing his true colors, and he wants to live his life with no more regrets. And you know how proud I am of him for coming to that realization? Like, yeah, life is too short to live with regrets all the time, and especially towards the people that you love the most, you know? So you could tell though, that he's dealing with some childhood trauma, right? So between that, the passing of his mom and his grandma, but also the bullying of his sister. So when he was younger, his sister used to tell him not to talk the way that he was talking because he was talking in a feminine voice and in a feminine way. And he has a lot of regret and you can start to see where that repressed life is coming from. And so it's almost setting it up for what's about to happen in front of us. So um, no more regrets though. No more regrets for Carlos. So sister comes and she's not very friendly at all. She doesn't smile. She gives this half ass hello hello to valentine and valentine you know is like how are you doing good and she sits down do you want something to drink no just the energy she and then she was like i'm here i'm here nothing to drink just looking at valentine's side eye looking at carlos And I was like, oh, she chose violence today. Like, she came in ready to fight. Like, who does that? You you come to see your your sibling. Wouldn't it be more like, hey, oh, my God, how's it going? Blah, blah, blah. Who's this? Like, I don't know. Regular people just be regular. She came in 100% with just the shittiest, rottenest, ugliest, meanest, energy that I've seen in a while. And it was so bad, y'all, that it stood out to me. Facts, Mark. Carlos' sister looked like as if he 
excuse me, Carlo's sister looked as if she wanted to shank him when he broke the news to his sister. Well, I think like she just looked like she was ready. She was ready for violence. And that could have been towards Valentine or Carlos. Like she just was coming in like she hated the world. And it did not look like there was any love lost between her and her brother. And that's unfortunate considering they've lost their mom and their grandma. We don't know where the dad is or what the dad does. But that's terrible. Oh, Mandy, you absolutely have to try it. It will change your life. It's nothing like the process stuff. It's it's just not. Um, so <clears throat> Carlos says, I don't know how you're going to take this. It's really hard for me to say. I'm really, you know, just having a hard time. And there's this awkward pause and the silence. The sister's not welcoming or or like you know, using comforting body language to be like, hey, you can talk to me, I'm your sister, or nothing. She's looking up there all like mean mugging. It was outrageous. Then she says, excuse me. And then he says, I'm gay. And she pinches her lips. Like she's ready to fight. So... I don't think next week's going to go very well unless she has a 100% spiritual intervention, 360 degree of her attitude. Maybe she needs to get laid. I don't know. One of those three things, pick and choose, maybe all three of them. I don't think her attitude is going to change unless something changes in her mentality and in her vibe. Because she's all negative vibes right now. <sighs> Next up, Danielle and Johan. Danielle, can I just tell you to run? Can you just run? That gut instinct that you continue to talk about and mention episode after episode after episode, we're eight episodes in and you still have doubts, that is your spirit speaking to you that something is wrong. And why rush? You only known this dude for five months. Why are we rushing to get married if you're having these major doubts? I don't understand it. And the part that is really curious to me that, again, I don't understand, Danielle, is the fact that you're so spiritual. You're in tune with your Sharpa and you do yoga. You know, you did all these spiritual spells. You traveled with stones you use sage, you do all the things that says you're in line with your God. And then your God is talking to you, screaming to you, don't do this, don't do this. And you're still like, oh, I don't know. It's weird, right? Do you guys think it's weird? Let me know in the chat. Let me know in the comments if you're watching the replay. <clears throat> Geek Girl says, that's what I kept thinking. Why rush? What's the urgency? Plus, he totally switched it up. You met him. You wanted to move to the DR. All of a sudden, he's pressing you to move to America. If that's not a red flag, I don't know what is. And then I cannot imagine, you guys, someone saying to me the day before we're supposed to get married, well, if you're having doubts, don't get married then. Fool. Let's not get married then. How about that? If you're directly going to look me in my face and say, let's not get married then if you're having doubts, rather than to like talk through it and communicate and reassure each other, then yeah, let's not get married. How about that? Anyways. Yeah, it's been, yes, five months. They've been together for five months. And I mean, how many of those months have been in real life, right? It's been a long distance relationship. Um, Crystal says, but did we know she really wanted to move to the DR that bad? That was news to me. I think she mentioned it in the, in the very first episode, right? And so she's just confirming what they've been talking about this whole time is that she wanted to live. If you got, if you remember Crystal, her opening scene in New York was living the rat 
life or the rat race, running the rat race. You guys know how I am with sayings, but whatever, you know what I mean? Running the rat race. And she wanted to slow it down because she's done that all her life. Her son is older. So you want to chill. Do you remember that that was totally part of her storyline? <clears throat> you did? Crystal says this whole time I thought coming to New York was the plan. No, no, that was not the plan. But that's the plan now. Anyways, okay. First of all, I love that she speaks his language. I love, I love it. If you can think in 90-day history, who has actually attempted to speak the foreigner's language? I'll wait. You tell me one other cast member that literally didn't have to use a translator app or their phone and put an effort in. She's one of the first, and I applaud her. I really applaud her. So anyways, they're supposed to get married in three days. Uh, she didn't sleep well. She's feeling uneasy. Ding, ding, ding. That's your spiritual guide, Danielle. They're about to go visit his family. Um, his family's really pressuring him to move to the U.S., and that's what he wants to do, too, and that was never the plan, right? So the plan was for her to move to the Dominican Republic. And now she's nervous that he only wants to move yes to the U S to get a job and send the money to his family, which is absolutely what he's telling her. He's, he's literally saying that's exactly what he wants to do. He wants to get the F out of the Dominican Republic. He wants to come to America because that's the American dream. He thinks he's going to make a, a shitload of money in America and be able to support himself live a lavish lifestyle, be a millionaire, and send and support all of his family members. Um, and so, Patrick, Patrick. Oh, cheese stick. That's right. Cheese stick. Oh, yeah, Chantel speaks un poquito espanol. I'm going to have to take your word for that, Patrick and Tyus, because I have just, I've fallen off of this season of 90 Day Fiance because I cannot handle it at all. Oh, hey, Scandalous. Okay, most of the Mormon 90-day fiancé men speak a foreign language from their religious missions. Okay. Okay. So, <clears throat> they're off to couples therapy. And um, one of the things that I enjoyed seeing that it just showed you a little bit of the cultural differences, which I really want to see more of on, you know, 90 day fiance, we see, you know, the cultural differences in the people. But when we travel to the countries, it's like, show us the land, you guys have traveled all the way there, show us some things like I get it's about the people, but show us, show us around a little bit. I want more of that. I want more of the culture. And so part of, um, Seeing where Johan lived, which I thought was interesting, is the bucket baths. That's what I call them. And I've taken plenty of bucket baths as a Guinean myself. Immigrant families, you know what I'm talking about. So <clears throat> oftentimes, so they don't have, he didn't have running water, right? So they had to go to a well and get the the water from the well and bring it and, sh and shower or whatever. But oftentimes too, um, in developing countries, uh, there is running water, but the water doesn't get hot enough. So then you have to like boil the water. And so you mix the running water with the boiling water so that you can just have like a hot enough shower. And so that you put it in the bucket and you know, you take your shower that way. And I gotta tell you guys, it's not that bad. It's actually not that bad. We have in Ghana and I'll show you maybe next time, like um, it looks like netting. And it's super long. And that's why, like, when you hear Black Don't Crack is because often a lot of us were exfoliating with this amazing netted washcloth that just takes off all the dirt, all the dead skin. And then you just have, like, 
you know, beautiful, soft skin. Anyhow, so <clears throat> that all being said, uh, they take a shower together. Thought it was, you know, it thought it was interesting that they showed it because obviously it wasn't like a, a real shower shower because they still had their clothes on, which reminded me of the Big Ed days when Big Ed took that shower and then there were, and you know he was doing the most with the water. Ugh, just ugh, I just had a total cringe hair stand up moment. Anyhow, I enjoyed that they shared that with everyone to just show some of the cultural differences. <sighs> that being said, they go to the therapist. The therapist is like, why are you here? And, you know, Danielle wants to make sure Johan is marrying her for love and not just because he wants to come to the U.S. and make money and get a green card and, and you know, use her for the green card. That's basically she wants to know. <clears throat> and she wants to make sure that it's not just him moving there, working, making money to help his family. And what does he say, you guys? I had to highlight it because I want you to think of every single Dominican Republic male that has been on the show. Johan says, and these are exact words verbatim, every Dominican wants to go to the U.S. And when I, I thought of Molly's ex, I thought of Pedro, I thought of Alejandro, right? So he's basically telling you what he wants. Every Dominican wants to go to the U.S., not, hey, I love this American woman. I will follow her wherever that takes me. If it takes me to the U.S., then I will be there. No, he says every Dominican wants to go to the U.S. That's it. Again, Danielle, he's telling you exactly who he is and exactly what he wants. Uh, Mandy says, is it similar to the Asian wash towels? I'm addicted to scrubbing with those. After using one, I realized I was never truly clean before. Yes. Mandy's very, excuse me. It's similar, but different. I'll show you guys. Uh, I'll show you guys tomorrow in news and gossip. I'll bring one out. I think I have one close by actually. Anyways, I'll bring one out tomorrow and I'll show you. They're, they'll change your life. Y'all, they'll change your life. Anyhow, back to every Dominican wants to go to the U.S. So the therapist is like, well, how important it is, is it for you to go to the U.S.? Like, could you just marry Danielle, live happily ever after here in the Dominican Republic? Zero out of 10 rate it. He rates it a 20. So again, ding, 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 ding. I don't know how many ways he can tell you up and down, Danielle, that that's his goal is to come to America and you're his ticket out. That's it. And that's why he's fighting you so hard about not living in the Dominican Republic because he's like, I could literally be with any other Dominican person here. I finally found an American that hook, line, and sinker was here for it. And I only have to be with her for five months and I'll be able to go to America, which is my dream because every Dominican wants to go to the U.S. It's very concerning. It's very, very concerning. Danielle tries to explain to him, you know, she's a teacher. She also has to have a side hustle. She's a wellness coach because it's expensive to live in the U.S. And Hello, it is expensive to live in the U.S. Expensive. If you are not already independently wealthy, if you haven't won the billion-dollar mega millions that is tonight, maybe one of you guys is a billionaire right now if you bought a, one of the lottery tickets. If you don't have a job that has benefits and paid time off and all the things, it it's it's not everything that people think it is. It's it's expensive. And she explains how, you know, she makes it with her side hustle, but she's only having to support herself. And now she's going to have to support a whole other person until that guy, Johan, 
can actually work? And can we even talk about the language barrier? Like what's going to happen then? And, you know, New York is very multicultural and he will be fine. And, you know, Brooklyn or the Bronx or anywhere, so he'd be fine anywhere in New York, but because a huge Dominican um, population in New York city. However, like, that's something else he has to consider. He has to consider the language and the language barrier, not being able to work for the at least the first six to eight months. <sighs> Danielle says the worst case scenario is that he comes to the US and all the money that he makes will go to his family and she wants to make sure that they, the couple, the two of them come first above and beyond all of this extra stuff. Now, one of the things I do want to say is it's that it's very common for immigrants to send money back home. You know, children support their, their families back home all the time. I 100% understand that. And that is definitely an immigrant thing to do um and very commonplace right however what i feel i'm seeing here is a little bit different i'm feeling like this guy right just really wants to come to america that's it by any means necessary so johan mentions to the therapist how important it is for him to support his family. And then he mentions how just the other day he bought his parents a fridge because their old fridge broke down. And then I sat back, Danielle, and thought, hmm, so let me get this straight. He doesn't have 60 American dollars to pay for the rest of the deposit for his suit for his wedding that he's going to marry you to tomorrow. And he didn't pay the original deposit. You paid that. And you pay for every meal, every hotel stay, the car rental, the gas, the trips. But he has money for a fridge for his family but he doesn't have money to be with you ever. And even on your most important day, getting married, he can't contribute even the $60. He can't contribute $60 to pick up his suit, his tux or whatever. How, how is that? How, how many red flags in the last 30 minutes, you guys, have I talked about? How many? Too many. It's red, red flags all across the board. Flag here, flag there, flag there. And oh, by the way, your gut is is telling you you're feeling uneasy. Please make, please make it make sense. Make it make sense because if you want to be taken for a ride, fine, be taken for a ride. But don't turn around and complain about it because. You had all the signs. What's that show, you guys, that I watch all the time that is, like, super traumatic right now? These last few episodes have been super traumatic. Evil lives here. And the tagline is, but there had been signs, dot, dot, dot. If you choose to ignore the signs, we can't help you. We can't help you, Danielle. You're choosing to ignore all the signs. All of them. The money signs, the using signs, the green card signs, all the things. Amanda said, I'm still not okay. Me, neither. Listen, if you guys watch that latest episode of Evil Lives Here, I'm totally going to go off on a tangent for five seconds. I won't, I won't wreck it for you, but it was the most traumatic one in all the seasons. I don't know how many seasons there have been. I've watched all of them. But I tell you this, I thought last week's episode was traumatic because last week's episode was the silent killer. This week's episode, because I mean, that's not giving anything away because, you know, evil lives here. Someone dies in every episode. In this episode, you guys, this episode. Oh, 
I don't even know what to tell you guys. I I'm traumatized by that episode. That's that's how crazy it was. And you know, you knew it was crazy when the mama was like just sitting there and you're like, what is happening right now? You just knew it. I was about to say something, but it, it would give some of it away. Listen, y'all. Woo! There had been signs, Danielle. Money signs, green card signs, insisting that you go to the United States. And the simple fact that he can look you in your face the day before your wedding and say, if you have doubts, then don't get married. Not if you have doubts, don't marry me. Or if you have doubts, let's talk about it. If you have doubts, don't get married. Now, Danielle, you brought the bananas, the tree, the lotions and the potions. I'm just trying to understand why you're not, you're not heeding to all the warnings. Crystal says, I can only watch that one in the daytime. Girl, talk to Amanda. Talk to Amanda. She she watched it at night and she was up late that night. I was up late that night too, but she was up later than I. All right. So <clears throat> Daniel's also concerned about how many debts that he'll decide to take on if indeed they decide to move to America because she's worried that he will take on all the family debts. And then she's going to be the one that's paying all the bills, which is true, right? Because she's right now she's paying all the bills. And he's using his money to support his family. What up, Olivia? Olivia's in the chat. Holla. Olivia, you should be in every single chat because you are on this side of the pond so there are no excuses my friend no excuses just joking welcome <clears throat> therapist says to them listen why are you rushing it's been five months you know why don't you just continue to get to know each other as partners as fiancés there is no rush to scurry down the aisle. And that's my question too. What is the rush? Honestly, what is the rush? Because was it that you felt like you were so in love and everything was unicorn and and rainbows? I can tell you what that is. I can tell you what that is. And we all know that what that is. I know that you guys are going to know what I'm saying before I even say it. But that was vacay penis. Vacay penis can make you crazy. It clouds your mind. And, you know, you even talked about his baby leg and, and you said in plenty of episodes. So you might have been digmatized. And when you get digmatized, your, your brain gets like a little foggy and you can't really see the person for who they are and all the things that they're doing. So you're probably missing the red flags because like you just want to lay in bed all day and do the do and do the thing and do right so i'm just saying like yeah five months of vacay penis is gonna seem like you want to get married immediately and guess what now reality is setting in and reality is setting in like hey this fool ain't paying for shit and he's insisting on moving to america because he wants to work and provide for his family but he's not saying it's because he loves me and wants to be with me. And so what is the rush? What is the rush? Go ahead and take another year and get to know him and let him, how about this? I have the plan for you, Danielle. How about this? How about you take a year and just be engaged? You go back to New York, live your best life, have him come over on a little bit of a travel visa stay for a week with you, see what New York is really about. Then you guys sit down and use your words and communicate and say, where do we really want to live? I was planning to move to the Dominican Republic. I understand that you want to come to America, but can you come to America without getting married to me? 
And would you? Ask the questions, use your words. Because like I keep telling you guys, you have to have the conversation about children. Do you want children, yes or no? Religion, what do you believe? How do you believe it? How do you want to raise children if you do indeed want to have children? Sex, how important is it? How often do you want to have sex? How often do you need to have sex? Those, all the questions before you get in a serious committed relationship and most definitely before you get married. And finances, how do you make money? How do you spend money? How do you save money? How important is money in your day-to-day world? You have to have those conversations before you intertwine the rest of your life with someone who doesn't believe the same things as you. Like, stop it. Stop it. You're already resenting him. Let's look at Amber, who's completely in resentment and denial mode. And, you know, don't get me started on Amber acting like she's fucking brand new and she didn't know what the process was. And she was just so, I kept telling you guys last week, she was so full of resentment that she was starting to hate her husband. But she knew what she was coming into when she came into it. (sighs) They're driving to Santa Domingo. She has doubts. She has doubts. She has doubts. He's insisting on moving to the U.S., New York City specifically, even though they always talked about her moving to the Dominican Republic. So it's really throwing her off. She doesn't understand what the hell he's talking about. She is tired of the high cost of living in New York, doesn't think that he understands how very expensive it is to live in New York. And, you know, they're not going to be able to have a savings. They're not going to be able to build a life. They're not going to be able to, you know, have a semblance of a family, nor is he going to be able to send money back to his family like he thinks he's going to. They do their to camera and she literally says, where are you going to find the money for you, your family and this relationship? She starts crying. I felt totally terribly sad for her um, because she's starting to realize that she doesn't know if this relationship is based on love or if it's based on coming to America. Hey, Vanessa. Hey, girl. Hey. Amber and Daniel still fighting, apologizing in the morning for getting drunk and yelling at him, but things are obviously still a little bit tense with them. Uh, she's happy that he invited her to a Venezuelan barbecue with his softball buddies. And I thought that that was the best thing ever. I thought that, listen, I really, this Daniel character is really growing on me. You guys, he seems like he has his head on his shoulders and he really loves his wife and he really wants to make it work and he's all about communicating and amber is the one that's like just the wild card here and dare i say it but 100 acting like becky from the block that's how she's acting to me 100 entitled and 100 like If I didn't know better, okay, you guys, if I didn't know better, I would say Amber, as of late, has been acting like the young version of Angela. Just thinking that she can talk any type of way to her immigrant husband, that she can run amok. She's drinking and yelling and disrespecting her relationship, cussing up and down, pointing the fingers, all the things. And I just, I sit there and I'm like, why? Okay, Becky. Like, okay, Becky. That's it. So uh, they get to the barbecue and mm, they had that plantain that I love. I mean, I don't know if any of you guys have had fried plantain. It's the most delicious. They had rib soup. And one of the things about Venezuelan meals, you're always going to have soup and meat. So they had a beef soup, a rib soup, fried plantains, all the things. And it looked delish. Um, 
but we'll talk about Amber's response to that, by the way, in a minute. But Danielle talks, Daniel talks about how relationships from different cultures tend to make it harder sometimes. Um, and so he's hoping that spending time with the Venezuelans, Amber will understand what it's like to be an immigrant and what it's like for him and just have a better understanding of what he's going through more, right? And so <clears throat> I thought that was genius of him. I really did because again, he's really trying to not only make friends, but also include his wife, right? Which is separate than what Amber has been doing with her bestie and all her friends, separating herself from her husband, just drinking, drinking, drinking and partying and resenting him. It's just, it's amazing to me the polar opposites that these two are. So Amber's like, oh, this is not what I expected. Um, this is not what I expected. This is not a normal American barbecue. We don't have hot dogs and hamburgers here. Amber, did he say he was taking to you taking you to American barbecue or did he say he was taking to a barbecue with his Venezuelan softball mates? So again, this whole, it just drives me crazy. You guys, this whole entitled, like, it's not American. It's not American. But he didn't say it was American barbecue. He said it was a Venezuelan barbecue. So I don't understand what your problem is. Right? Like I don't, I don't understand what your problem is. I don't. I know. It's like this. It's like this. Can you imagine you're on holiday and you fly halfway across the world? And I, I'll just say that. I won't even name a place, but you travel halfway across the world. And oftentimes, and, and I mean this with no disrespect, you guys, but oftentimes there's some Americans who have who have not traveled a lot. So, you know, I get that that I get it cuz you know, many people have explained to me that you know, you grow up America is like the land of the free, the greatest country in the world, the greatest place on earth, woo do do all the things and then you travel across the world for the first time and then you're looking for Target, you're looking for McDonald's, you're looking for Starbucks and then have an attitude when they don't have those things. And then everything else looks gross to you. And it's just so, it's just a really small minded way in my personal opinion to look at the world. It It's just, it's not just about America all the time. That's all I'm saying. Daniel explains a really beautiful story, but when they first met, they both couldn't speak each other's language. And, you know, Daniel taught himself to speak English. We know that already. And so they used the translator app on their phones. Uh, asked by one of his friends, you know, what was that first kiss was like? And, you know, one of the ladies made a joke, the phone and another phone, pretend this is a phone and went like this. That's what the first kiss was. Cause you know, they couldn't talk speak each other's language. I thought that was hilarious. Uh, Amber's feeling a bit out of sorts, but she's also realizing how Daniel must be feeling uh, around her friends. And she should have cut him some slack and realized, hey, like, I get it. These, these are your friends and those are my friends. And I wasn't giving you any benefit of the doubt. I wasn't giving you any wiggle room. And, you know, now I, I see how it must be hard for you, right? Not knowing the language, not knowing the people, not knowing the culture. And she goes on to say, you know, she forgets that he can't work, not because he doesn't want to work. He can't work because he doesn't have his, his work permit yet. And one of the friends says, you know, Amber, you just really have to have patience. And oh. Amber's like, I don't know if I have patience. I don't know if I can, if I can get patience. Um, and one of the friends is like, you know, I've been married for 30 years and we rely on each other. Um, we're partners in the good and the bad and the ugly. And that's what you have to remember. And I think you guys, I've been saying this and Daniel's been saying it this whole time. Like 
we have to be partners in this. And Amber has not been treating him like a partner. Amber has been treating him like a burden. And that is what the issue is. Um, so since the barbecue, Amber has a better understanding of immigrant life. And so Daniel really just wants to celebrate that and continue to move closer and realign with his wife. And so he's planning this romantic dinner, candlelight dinner. He, he made dinner. Um, you know, he set up a nice little table in the back with wine and all the such. He got her flowers, romantic evening. And he says to her, cause you know, he knows how to communicate. You know, I want to make you feel good. I want to make sure that we're communicating. You are important to me. Um, we have to learn how to continue to have better communication. He says, you know, I know we fight because we love each other and it's the passion, but we really have to get back to the basics and get back to loving on one another. Um, and Amber's like, yeah, I forgot who we used to be. I was just so stressed out by the finances and stressed out. Last week, Amber, you said you didn't know what, what was up. You didn't know that you would have to support him. Remember that? You said that when you were drunk ass. So I'm glad you're coming to your senses. Daniel reveals that he got his work permit. So it was also a celebration of that. Congratulations. You know, and again, he's like, I'm so excited because now we can be a team. Now we can support each other in our goals. We can work together towards our dreams. All the things, all the things that a person that knows how to communicate and knows the value of a relationship says he said all those things. And if anything, I would hope that Amber realizes what a good guy she has and starts to think of them as a couple rather than her selfish as an individual. He's also put roses on the bed, petals, you know, the typical heart thing. Um, And, you know, they're going to have some sexy time and he wants, he can't wait to the day where they don't have to have a roommate and a sister, but they will always have the cats. And so he can't wait to, they hang out in the bed with the cats. And that's all I'll say about that because you guys know how I feel about cats and you know how I feel about outside clothes on the bed. So just, it was all like a whole, I was having a moment, y'all. Y'all, you're just outside she just came from work. So all of the, and she works in the service industry and she's not going to like shower and put on like inside clothes. She's just going to take all that yuckiness and plop on the bed. And then you're going to have all the four cats. Oh, stop it. Just no, just no, thank you. No, thank you very much. Not a lot to say about Sherlon and Ariana. Because I just, you know, we already know the outcome of these two. But, you know, what we do know is that Sherlon's mom took Ariana's side in this debate about how Sherlon treats her, right? Um, But since then, she feels like, Ariana feels that Sherlon's been a lot more sensitive and communicative. And I was like, well, that was just two days ago. I know you're not telling me he did a full-on 360 in two days. I know that's not what you're saying. But that is what she's saying. So Mama Karen is babysitting while they have a date night. First time in a year. And he takes her back to the original place that they met where they hooked up, right? So they met because Sherlon's dad owns a boat company. And after they went on the boat tour... They all met up at the bar. Sparks flew, he said. And from there, a baby was made. So he decides that he's going to take his back to where the sparks flew. And he also realizes he's been a jerk towards his baby mama. And so he wants to bring back the spark. Now they're sitting there. And here's the thing. Here is the thing. Okay, sorry. I got a scandalous love you. 
Love you. But I have to say this. Scandalous says, no glove, no love, Sherlon. She's going to entrap you with Odin 2.0. And I'm going to say, Scandalous, that it takes two people to have sex. Two grown-ass adults are having sex, so both of them can bring contraception to the table. Okay? No one can entrap Sherlon if Sherlon brings his grown-ass penis with a condom. You see what I'm saying? You can't get entrapped if you come prepared Hello. That being said, this little romantic date was a bit weird to me. Okay, it was a bit weird to me, and I'm going to tell you why. Okay, so you bring her back to the place that you first met and made love, right? But when you talk to her, you don't talk to her very romantic. You talk to her like, like this. It was your destiny, brah. You look good, brah. What's up, brah? Yeah, I was checking you out, brah. Definitely checking you out. Oh, and you were checking me out when I was going up on that ladder and I had a wedgie? Yeah, brah. Yeah, brah. I definitely noticed that, brah. What? Who? Who calls their love interest, brah? Like who? Who does that? What up, bro? Sup, bro? You look sexy as fuck, bro. Like, no, no. So the moment to me was lost because he kept saying that. And I was like, I just don't find this romantic. And what else I did not find romantic? And again, maybe it's just me. But he says to her, your pretty little face, your thunder thighs, and your fat ass booty. Sherlyn, you're closer to 40 than you are to 20. Explain to me, explain to me how any part of that besides pretty face maybe is a compliment. Can, can someone explain it to me? Because I don't see it. So between calling someone a bro, thunder thighs, fat ass booty, like first, how old are you? And what what is that? What kind of compliment is that? I don't, I just don't. Raw bra. <laughs> Raw. <laughs> Vanessa says, yeah, any dude who calls you bro, bro or dude, etc., thinks of you as one of the boys. Those are facts. And there had been signs. Anyways, apparently they're flirting back and forth. Ariana's acting like very like, oh my God, I can't believe this is just so romantic. She's like all giggly and giddy. Meanwhile, he says that, you know, in Jamaica, they have an old saying and the saying is old fire sticks are easy to light. And then he does this, you guys, no joke. I, no joke whatsoever. He does this. <laughs> I was like, I'm done. So between calling your woman baby mama bruh, calling her a fat ass, calling her thunder thighs, and now you're making lion motions and sounds towards her. That's it. I couldn't have said it better, Crystal. Throw the whole man away. Go ahead, Sherlon. You belong to the streets. You belong to the swingers club that you work at. You belong to any of that stuff. Anything that's just not here. Bye. Hey, Benjamin. It's been a while. Benjamin says, it's hard to watch how terrible Sherlon has been treating her so far this season. Just nah. This part. Just throw the whole man away. Bah. 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 Anyways, y'all, happy Friday. Thank you so much for joining me. I always forget, uh, make sure to like and subscribe. Uh, if you are into uh, Seeking Sister Wife, I have some juicy news that I just dropped today. So go check that out on the channel. 
And for my Patreon subscribers, I will see you guys tomorrow for news and gossip. Everyone else, I'll see you soon. Bye for now.